I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Okay, we're going to talk about guidance, following the right voice. Now, before we get into this, I do have to lay a foundation and a groundwork. That's the teacher in me. If we're going to be listening to his voice and and developing uh, a listening ear, so to speak, we have to become more God inside minded, more God inside minded. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, 16, know ye not that you are the temple. You are the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God. They will be my people. You and I, my friends, Those of us that are born again Christians, children of God, we are the holy of holies. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And it's very important for us to become more God inside minded. In other words, hook yourself up to the inside of you. Get to know this other person who lives on the inside of you, the person of the Holy Spirit. That's how you're going to become more fine-tuned and more apt to hear his voice. Remember Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of another, they will not follow. But we've got to develop a listening ear. And the best way we can develop a listening ear is by tuning these ears and these eyes into the inside of us. Remember, we've said this before. It's coming up. I'll say it again. John 7, 38. Out of your innermost being flows rivers of living water. You look on the inside. That's where your help comes from. That's where God speaks. So let's let's just remember to become more God inside minded. Jesus said in John 14, 23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching and my father will love them and he will come to them and make our home with them. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the house of of God. He lives on the inside of us. Again, I'm going to review. Remember, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a physical body. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. This is paramount. This knowledge is paramount as we learn how to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a physical body. Conscious is the voice of your spirit. Reason is the voice of your soul. And feelings is the voice of of your body okay with that being said let's go into the other ways that god leads guides and directs we already we already talked about those in our previous lives i'm not going to review for the sake of time another way that the holy spirit speaks and leads and guides us is by our conscience or by a still small voice where on the inside of us the inward man the spirit man has a voice just as the outward man has a voice. We call this the voice of your conscience or that still small voice. My friends, your spirit, your heart will speak to you. As a matter of fact, listen, 
Eternity is in your heart. There's no time and no distance in the spirit. And your spirit man knows things that your natural man does not know. Okay? Paul always obeyed his conscience. He always obeyed the voice of his heart. Romans 9.1 says, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit. So Paul always obeyed his conscience. Acts 23.1 says, Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience unto this day can your conscience be a good guide my friend if you are a child of god if you are a born again child of god according to second corinthians 5 17 through 21 a new creation in christ jesus that new created man your conscience can be a good guide your conscience you can listen to the voice of your conscience but if you are not a child of god a person who is not born again the bible says actually jesus said you are of your father the devil there is no light there is only darkness so a person who is not born again their conscience cannot be a good guide because their conscience will permit them to do anything but as a child of god your conscience can be your good god a good god now listen remember we've always said when we come together that that um some things are better caught than taught and just like this past weekend as i teach this word and as i minister this word under a prophetic anointing you, you, God is speaking to you on the inside of you, and he's, he's bringing enlightenment. Remember, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. He will bring enlightenment to your spirit. So even as I'm speaking this to you, God is going to be speaking to you about times that you heard his voice. And remember, we said hindsight is always 2020. You know, when we look back, we go, you know what? I was being unconsciously led by my spirit and I didn't even know it. But you were following your heart. You were following the rhythm of your heart or what you had in your heart. And therefore, that was the Holy Spirit leading, guiding, and directing you. I remember one time I was new to a certain church in a certain place here in New Jersey. And I remember as I was praying, uh, I was already in ministry. I had already had a few friends. And I left my church in Pennsylvania and I came back to uh, Edison or Isla, New Jersey, to be a part of this other church and this ministry, just to go there to be a, a, a person in the congregation that could just receive and a place where I could go out of and come back and get refreshed. And I remember I was praying in my prayer closet. And remember, we've said this before, we'll say it again. It's a good thing to spend time in the presence of God because that's where you develop your human spirit. And that's where you grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, which therefore causes you to become more and more sensitive to his voice. And I remember I was praying in my closet, just spending time with the Lord, and I said, Lord, you know, I was a single person at the time. I said, Lord, you know, I just am praying about friends. It would be really great to make some friends here, some people that I could trust, some people that would be um, enhance my life. And I'm just asking you if you could just, just lead God and direct me in that regard. And interestingly enough, 
something on the inside rose up, that still small voice. It was the voice of my conscience. And with the voice of my conscience and with that still small voice, um, in addition, the, this person's face flashed before me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, and I'm just going to tell you what he said, and I'm not judging anybody, okay? This is not for me to judge. But the Holy Spirit said to me, beware of that person. That person, and I knew this person because I had met this person um, before in this church, and this person was very flashy, always dressed really nice, everything was perfect, hair was perfect, clothes was perfect, everything was perfect on the outward, okay? And I remember as I was praying, this person's face flashed before my face or my heart, wherever you want to describe it. It was really in my spirit, but because I was looking on the inside of me, I saw his face in my spirit and the Holy Spirit there the still small voice through the Holy Spirit said to me beware of him he is a wolf in sheep's clothing okay now at the time everybody endorsed this person everybody liked this person this person was very political in the church this person had a lot of flashiness this person had a lot of charisma this person was, as, as a matter of fact, was a friend of the pastors, okay? But I'm going to tell you something. It's always good to obey the voice of your conscience. The Holy Spirit will warn you and show you things to come so that you can divert potential problems and potential disasters and even harm to yourself and to your family. And I, I listened to the voice of my conscience. I listened to what I heard. Not only that, I saw the person's face. So that, in my mind, was another confirmation. And, and even though everybody was endorsing this person and liked this person, I knew in my spirit that I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that I had heard from God. And therefore, I was going to put a watch over my heart. I was going to guard my heart with all diligence. I was in ministry. I had a platform at that time. I had to guard my heart and guard my gift. It's very important that you watch who your friends are, okay? Watch out who you hang around with. Some people are wolves in sheep's clothing, okay? And long story short, when push came to shove, and after time and months, and maybe even over a year, maybe more than a year, uh, something really bad happened, and this particular individual, to be honest, had mental health issues. And what happened was the mental health issues became so bad that he became violent, and he, he literally chased a particular man of God in a hotel room with a gun, and the police had to be called. So what are you saying? What I'm saying is it's always good to obey the voice of your conscience. If the Holy Spirit gives you a, 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 a direction or, or something on the inside of you that says, watch out for this, and that still small voice says, you be aware, then my friend, I would strongly encourage you to follow that voice. Now, as I speak to you right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking divine guidance to you, and he's showing you this, 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 and this. Now, we're, I'm not being judgmental of this person, but the Holy Spirit was very interested in protecting my heart. I'm the kind of person, I was more that back then, where I was more like, 
you know, more, uh, how do I say this? I'm a lot wiser today than I was back in the day. But back in the day, I was a little, little more gullible. And I was new in ministry. And, and I just, I don't know. But I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God that he said, be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as doves. So if the Holy Spirit gives you a warning like that, follow it. It's not being judgmental. It's not being critical. It's just listening to the voice of your spirit. As a matter of fact, that can happen to someone who's listening where the Holy Spirit is saying, that still small voice is telling you, do not marry that person. You marry that person and it is going to be rough for you and it's not going to be good for you. If you have that inward uh, intuition or that, that still small voice telling you not to do something or get into a relationship, I would strongly encourage you to listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to the voice of your feelings. Don't even listen to the voice of your body. And you know what I'm talking about. You listen to the voice of your spirit because the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Okay? So, yes, your conscience can be a good guide if you're a born-again child of God. But it's very important as we talk about this to keep your heart tender. Keep your heart tender so that your conscience can be a good guide. Okay? Because if you don't, keep your heart tender. And I've seen this happen with people who walked with God and fellowship with God. And they were they were believers. But over time, you know, their, they, their conscience was seared. And they allowed things in their life. And they allowed a f offense. And they were hurt and wounded. And therefore, their heart was seared. And their heart became hardened. And therefore, their heart can't be a good guide, okay? That's why it's very important to keep your heart tender. First Timothy 2, 4 verse 2 says, but the Holy Spirit explicitly and unmistakably declares that in the latter time, some will turn away from the faith, paying attention instead to deceitful and seductive spirits and doctrines of demons, misled by the hypocrisy of liars whose conscience are seared as with a branding iron, leaving them incapable of ethical functioning who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from certain kinds of food, which God has created to be gratefully shared by those who believe and have a clear knowledge of the truth. He says in the scripture, their conscience was seared. It, it's like this. It's like, it's like a callus developing on your hand. If you're a guitar player and, and, and you've laid down that guitar for a period of a couple of years or several years, and, 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 and you have to go back to playing the guitar, what happens? You have like calluses that have to be redeveloped or, or developed if you've never played the guitar. And at first it hurts, but after a while, you know, you're, you're, you develop these calluses and you can play the guitar and it doesn't hurt anymore. Okay, it's the same thing with your conscience. You know, if, if we don't keep our heart tender and our conscience tender, spiritual things will become indistinct to us. So it's very important to keep our heart tender. First John 3, 20 through 21 says, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everyone. Dear everything, dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Depend on your spirit, like I said. Your heart knows things your head doesn't know. But it's very important to keep your heart tender before God. Well, another thing you could do to keep your heart tender before God is when you miss it and you mess up, just quickly repent. 
Don't wait a long time. Just quickly repent and say, Father, forgive me. I'm so sorry. And just keep your heart open and tender before the Lord, okay? And number two in this lesson, there is what I call the voice of the Holy Spirit. Actually, it's a more authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10, 19, while Peter was still thinking about the vision, he had a vision. We're going to talk about dreams and visions next week. While Peter was thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. Now listen, there is a difference between the inward voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to our spirits, which I'm talking about, which is the more authoritative voice, and the still small voice, which is the voice of our own spirit speaking to us. So the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's a more authoritative voice. It's so, um, how do I say this? It's so loud, so to speak, that you all actually look around to say, who said that? Okay, I've had that happen to me multiple, multiple times. I'm going to share one, two stories with you when that happened. Both times it was in the pulpit. I've had it happen on other occasions just in my everyday life. One time in my everyday life, I was walking into someone's home whom I was cleaning. And, and at that time, I was at Rama Bible Training Center. And this person and his wife were in ministry. And uh, at the time... Um, I was I was a supportive ministry to them and cleaning their house and so on and so forth. And when I turned went to take a hold of the handle that was leading into the house, the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit said to me, "Today they're going to talk to you about being a babysitter for their children." Okay, and sure enough. I came into the house, and that's exactly what happened. They talked to me about potentially living with them and being a babysitter for their children while they traveled and spoke and ministered on the road. Okay, that was the more authoritative voice of the Spirit. Where did he speak to you? He spoke to me right here on the inside, and it was like a, it was a voice. It was the voice of the Holy Spirit. Another time, I was speaking in a church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I was up there sharing and I was just introducing my message. And, and I said, I forget exactly what I said, but I'll never forget what the Holy Spirit said to me. You know, you never forget when that Holy Spirit speaks to you, right? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I said something about the trials that we're going through and, and, and how we've got to stay strong in these times, these perilous times that we live in. And, and just as clear as a man would speak to a friend, I heard the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit say to me, I am separating the men from the boys. And when I heard that, I looked up and I said, "This, you know what I just heard in my spirit? And I told them, I was in another ch certain church in a certain place and the pastor asked me to come up and pray for the congregation. And I got up to pray and I, I have a, a lot of favor in this church. And therefore he gave me the freedom and the liberty to say whatever the Holy Ghost had me to say, even though I was supposed to pray, the Holy Spirit said to me when I got up there, he said to me, he said there would be more Pray more pray there, there would be less complaining if there was more praying and i heard that and i went like this because the voice his voice was so it was like a boomerang in my spirit rose up and i looked up at everybody and i knew i knew i had heard from god now that was a corrective word and it was a pretty big church 
And, and I said, you know what I just heard in my spirit? And I had my ring on my finger and I tap, tap, tapped it on the pulpit. And I said, do you know what I just heard from the Holy Spirit? And I mean, you could have heard a pin drop. And I said, there would be less complaining if there was more praying. That leads me to believe that the, that the, the, there was a lot of strife in the church, okay? And the Holy Spirit, through that authoritative voice, wanted to bring correction so that people would begin praying more and so also so that there would be more unity. And when there's a lot of unity in a church, in a congregation, there's more manifestations of the Holy Spirit. What crunches the Holy Spirit is when there's a lot of strife and complaining and the Holy Ghost just gets grieved and his anointing lifts but where there's unity and love that's where God says I could command my blessing okay okay now generally speaking when that that authoritative voice speaks it is generally a more spectacular way and so therefore it usually means rough there's rough road ahead okay the times that I've heard that voice I, I've known in my for my own self personally it generally means that there's rough road ahead okay I I remember I was upset because I had to conceive my children through in vitro fertilization and I was believing God for healing in my body the Bible says you'll be the happy mother of children that blessed is the woman who's quiver is full of children and then now the bible says he'll make the barren woman to be the happy mother of children i was standing on the word standing on the word and i was not getting pregnant and so i went to see a fertility doctor in in uh eastern pennsylvania and i went to him and we talked about the cycle of of in vitro fertilization and what happened is I decided I was going to go ahead and do a cycle of in vitro fertilization. Some of you have heard me tell this story before, but it bears repeating because it goes right along with the uh, more authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. And so therefore, I began my treatment, and on one of the days that I was coming home, I pulled into my driveway, and just as clear as a man speaks to his friend, I heard on the inside of me, he said to me, you will get, you will have twins in your first pregnancy and a singleton in your second. In your first pregnancy, you will get pregnant uh, through in vitro and you will have twins. He said, and in your second pregnancy, you will get pregnant on your own. Okay. I wrote it down. I was hearing from God. It was an authoritative voice. I know that I know that I know I heard from God. I wrote it down. I still have that original piece of paper in my journal. Okay. Well, long story short, I got pregnant the first in vitro cycle, but my babies came premature. They came at 30 weeks. I had to fight for them and fight for them and fight for them in prayer. I had to stand. They were in the hospital six weeks. They were, they were, there was all kinds of things that were going on with their health. And so what I did was when I was uh, in the, getting ready to give birth, I just reminded God of what he said to me. You said that I would have twins in my first pregnancy, that I would get pregnant through in vitro fertilization. Then I began to quote the scriptures. So I reminded God of what he said. And so therefore he spoke that to me because he knew that there was rough road ahead and that I needed to 
Hold on to that word. Now, this wasn't prophecy, but prophecy is given that you can war a good warfare. So that word was given to me so that I could war a good warfare and stand on the promise that God had given me. Secondly, you know this, Jacqueline was born 11 months later, five months, seven months after my twins were born, I found out I was five months pregnant. See, God didn't tell me the whole story. He just told me that in your second pregnancy, you're going to have a singleton and you're going to get pregnant on your own. He didn't tell me it was all going to be in one year. But you know, all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. It was the happiest day of my life when I was found out I was pregnant with my third child. So when that voice speaks, it is a more authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to read it for the sake of time because I want to bring this particular teaching to a close so that we can get into dreams and visions next week. First Samuel 3, 1 through 10 is the story of Samuel. God, Samuel kept hearing his name called and his dad, Eli, said, finally said, it is, it is the voice of God. So he kept hearing his name being called. That is the more authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, Okay, so when we hear voices, what do we do with them? First Thessalonians 5, 20 through 20, 21 says, Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them. Hold on to what is good. Prove all things. Okay, you got to prove the voice. Just because you hear the, a voice, you know, you have to make sure, does it line up with the word of God and with the scriptures? Okay, judge the voice. First Corinthians 14, 10 says, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Listen, there's many voices out there. All these voices that come up here, Kenneth E. Hagan, the devil spoke to him in his head and said, you know, gave him, he actually quoted scripture to him, spoke right up here in his head and spoke scripture, but put two scriptures together, and it was the voice of the devil. The Holy Spirit always speaks deep down on the inside of you, and it always lines up with scripture, okay? Now, what if you don't hear any kind of voice? Listen, first of all, don't seek voices. People who are seeking voices and seeking angelic visitations and are seeking all these supernatural, spectacular things oftentimes open themselves up to the to the occult world, and the devil, my friend, will accommodate you. But we don't want to get into fear. We want to stay in faith. So if you don't hear God speaking anything specifically, you can still have the word of God and get direction. Okay, I perceive. Paul is given a warning. Acts 27, 9 through 10. I perceive is another way the Holy Spirit speaks. You just perceive. Uh, Paul said, now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them saying, men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Paul was given this warning or gave the warning, but people didn't, it was ignored, okay? But notice the Apostle Paul, my point is, he said, I perceive. Have you ever just been in a situation and you just perceived something wasn't right? Or you perceived something was going to happen? Or you perceived that such and such a thing was going to happen? That is divine guidance, okay? He didn't say, he, per, he didn't say, he said he perceived it, by an inward, he perceived by an inward witness. He didn't say, I don't have, he didn't say, I have a revelation or I heard the voice or the Lord told me. No, he said, I perceive. Lastly, 
divine guidance through prophecy, okay? Acts 22, 20, 22 through 23 says, and see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying the chains and tribulations await me. I believe people were prophesying to him. They were giving him warnings. They were giving him prophecy saying, listen, you, you, you remember we said prophecy is given that you could war a good warfare. I have to tell you what happened to me. I was prophesied to by Bill Hammond and Bill Hammond didn't know me from Adam. And he didn't know this, but I'm afraid of the water and I'm a, I can't swim. And I don't like going in the water where the, it's the deep end. But when he came to me and prophesied to me, he, he said some things about my ministry gift and that I was going to be, become more and more radical in my ministry gift and bolder in my ministry gift. And he said, you've been afraid to, to jump in the water. Now, okay, that's true in the natural. But he said, you've been afraid to jump in the water. He said, but God said, I'm going to throw you in the water and I'm going to teach you how to swim. And you're going to flow in the supernatural, just as natural as a bird flies in the air. And you're going to be a, a prophetess for the kingdom of God. I have you on the assembly line and I have a place and a plan for you and so on and so forth. That's, that's divine prophecy. Now he didn't know that I could, I didn't like, he didn't know I couldn't swim. He didn't know I didn't like the deep end, but the Holy Spirit was saying, this is how you are in the natural, but I'm going to do this in the spirit. You're hesitant to move out in the spirit and you're hesitant to really flow in the things of the spirit. But God said, I'm going to teach your hands to war and I'm going to show you how to move in the spirit. And I'm going to give you a boldness. The Holy Ghost said through him, it is going to be like an artesian well. It's going to bubble up out of you and just, and I'm going to, I'm going to blow the top off. And I'm telling you, from that day forward, I began to see a change. Now, did I try to make that prophecy come to pass? Let me tell you something. I'm the kind of person, I'd rather sit in the back of the church and mind my own business. When the Holy comes, Holy Spirit comes upon me to prophesy or to move in the Spirit, I, I just got to have the anointing and I got to have him with that, mm, that unction, okay? So what I'm saying is that prophecy was given, it not only confirmed, but it strengthened and it established me. And then he laid hands on me. Spiritual things are transferable. The Bible says, stir up the gift of God that is within you through prophecy and through the laying on of hands. We also need to be careful who lays hands on us. But when a true prophet of God or a true man of God comes and lays hands on us, I am going to receive everything that God has for me. Okay? So... In, in conclusion, I just want to share another story. I, I don't want to get too much into guidance through prophecy. I think we have a lot of teaching, and I want to bring this message to a close. I One time I was in a meeting. Uh, it was out. It, my friend, um, oh, a friend of mine was on set at the 700 Club. For some reason, I'm having an intellectual overload, and I can't remember her name. Anyway. We, we were in, in at the 700 Club, and we uh, were, were on set with Dick Mills. I was in the audience. Dick Mills called out several people. If anybody you know Dick Mills, he's, he's from back in the day. Now I believe he's home to be with the Lord. And he was prophesying to people and ministering to people. And, 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 and he, 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 was just, he was just, you know, just moving in the realm of the Spirit. And, and 
when my friend and I got in the bus and then we, they were taking us all back to, the, back to the hotel because my friend was also on the 700 Club with him, he turned to me and he gave me a word of prophecy. And you'd think it was a happy prophecy, but it wasn't a happy prophecy. It was a warning prophecy. And looking back, it was really a prophecy to keep me sane and to keep me holding on and to, and to keep me in a place of trusting God and knowing that God had everything under control. You see, my friends, we have an enemy. We have an adversary. And oftentimes he actually works through people, believe it or not. And the prophecy he gave me was that I was going to go through hell. I was going to go through trials. That I, I would be. I, that, that friends were going to be betray me like Joseph in the Bible. But I was. Good, I was to forgive them because it was going to. It was going to be something that was going to be used for the good. And this prophecy, this beautiful word, went on and on and on. And he started to talk to me about how I would minister to women who were abused and divorced. And, and people who had been neglected and, and, and hurting and so on and so forth. Long story short, about six months later, you talk about a word coming to pass. That prophecy was, was not like a quote positive prophecy, but that prophecy was given to me to hold on. That prophecy was given me to, to just, you just keep doing what I've called you to do. And, to, and what happened was someone who was in leadership at the time, not anymore, there was this whole teaching going out about false brethren. This was back in the 80s. And then somebody said, oh, she's a false brethren. Started calling me a false brethren, okay? And started saying all these crazy things. And I had to actually call the head of the dean at Rama Bible Training Center and have a conversation because I was already in ministry saying, this is not, this is not who I am, okay? Well, what in the end, remember, the cream always comes to the top. God said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. But thank God for that prophecy. All of that went away. Two, three of the people that had, had been the accusers are no longer in ministry. And, and you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what God's called me to do. So guidance through prophecy. God does speak through prophecy. But you have to make sure that if God gives you a word or a person gives you a word, if don't try to make it come to pass. You put it on a shelf, you leave it there, and let the Lord bring it to pass. Okay? Why don't we bring this to a close? Heavenly Father, I thank you. I worship you, and I praise you, and I honor you, and I glorify your holy name. Thank you that you're pouring out your spirit upon those that are listening. Thank you, Father, for pouring out your spirit upon all flesh. Father, that your sons and your daughters, they're going to, pro our sons and daughters are going to prophesy. We're going to see dreams and visions. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything that you're doing in the earth today. And we just want to say yes. I pray for my listener, Father. I pray that you would, would open up the eyes of their heart, cause them to have a greater sensitivity of your voice. Even as you said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of another, they will not follow. Father, I pray. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just begin to write within the tablets of their heart a, 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 a sense of what you're doing in this new season. I sense in my spirit that God is doing, there's a new season that's coming upon you. Whoever this is for, the Holy Ghost is actually coming upon you as I speak this. 
You're entering into a new phase and a new season. And God, listen, God is moving you out of the old and he's moving you into the new. And you've perceived it and you've sensed it and you you know it in your heart, but your mind is giving you trouble and your mind is trying to reason it. I would strongly encourage you to listen to the voice of your good shepherd. He is leading you. He is guiding you. The peace of God is an umpire in your heart. If the peace of God is rising up in your heart, you can follow after peace and you're following after the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay, for whoever this is for, it's for a particular individual. You are entering into a new phase and a new place of destiny. Follow the voice. Of, don't be resistant. God said, I don't, God said, don't be, you know, you're not a stubborn person. You're a little more of a fearful person. You're the kind of person you're afraid of making a mistake. Listen, jump into the water, jump into the ocean, jump in with both feet. God says, I've got you. I've got a hold of your hand. You will not stumble. Your steps are being ordered and established by me. You just need to take that step of faith. Listen, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of another, they will not follow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.